A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> Thanks. So. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hello, welcome to the full court press. Eric Franson and AJ Salveson. That's new. It is new. It needed an update uh, for reasons I won't get into, but it needed an update, so we updated it. The very first uh, voice that we're hearing on that, what's that from? I cannot place that. It's from a movie. You know what? We're going to let our listeners answer it for you. 435-339-0321 and text into our Gil Mortgage text line. That is one of my all-time favorite movies in my life. <laughs> I'm trying to... Th- it's like, oh, what is that? It's on the <laughs> tip of my brain and I can't pull it out. It is such an underrated scene. It is such a good movie. Help Eric out. 435-339-0321. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, that was fun to put together. It took forever to put together, too, and it shouldn't have took that long, but it did. So, 2497, text in. Eric, from What About Bob? Bill Murray. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Such great a show. Oh, oh it's such a I good show. I love that movie so much. So good. Gone? He's never gone. <laughs> Opens the door. It's just some kind of radical therapy. <laughs> See? <laughs> when he's at the dinner and he just keeps... Oh, he goes, mmm. Mm. Is, mm. is this corn hand chut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, welcome to the Full Court Press. That is Eric Franson. I'm Audrey South, and I'm glad to be back. Missed yesterday, so I'm good to be back here. Uh, gone, but not forgotten. Gone, forgot. Uh, yeah, gone, not dead. Alive, but not forgotten. Happy to be back. Uh, we've we will get into some of the sportsing going on, including Utah State men's basketball and a loss. Utah State ladies with the win. Utah State football with a big one on Saturday night in San Jose. Don't forget pregame with Al Lewis starts at seven thirty. Ryan Bohm, Eric Franson, Craig Kissel will join. Postgame immediately falling after, including postgame comments from Coach Blake Anderson and players, and a chance for you to send in your emotions and your feelings on what we hope to be an Aggie win versus a very good San Jose, San Jose State football team that has Nick Starkle back in their bowl playoff hopes or their bowl eligibility hopes, and they're on near life support right now, Eric. They're 5-5 five and five with two games to go. They host Utah State and Fresno State, so their advantage is... Their last two are at home, uh, two chances to get bowl eligible. They feel like their best shot at getting bowl eligible is this weekend. Yeah. They've got Nick Starkle back from injury. They feel like he's going to give them the best chance. 
and I, I don't know, will he? Um, San Jose State is favored, but um, I doing some background here. I, I, I guess I'd forgotten that the uh, the many adventures of Nick Starkle. I know. Originally committed to Oklahoma State, then changed and went to Texas A and M. Was there for a little while. There's a coaching change. Uh, he ends up going to Arkansas. There's a coaching change there. <laughs> they recruit. They're going after a different quarterback. They make it clear that he's not going to be the guy. Basically, he admits he was not loving football anymore and didn't really care where to go. And then eventually ends up at San Jose where he kind of gets a second lease on life and had a great year last year. Um, but uh, this year it's been kind of up and down. He's had some injuries, so it's some inconsistencies there. We'll get into uh, Utah State football here in the second hour, part of our Wednesday opponent research. Again, San Jose State will host Utah State. 8.30 game is on the Fox, uh, FS1, I believe, Eric. Yeah, FS1. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So a uh, big one for the Aggies. If they can win, they'll stay at least ahead and and uh, in the driver's seat for the Mount West Conference Championship appearance, a loss hurts them significantly. Uh, it, it becomes really State, complicated. Yeah, and seeing if Boyd State can take care of business on their end. So we'll uh, we'll get into that and much, much more here, especially the Utah Jazz. They defeat the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about that. Is there anything else? Oh, did you talk about college football playoff last night? Well, they didn't have – they didn't do the release until like – hey. they were saying it was going to start at 7, but it really what? didn't happen until like 7.30 because they are doing basketball – the uh, cl- some classic then in Madison Square Garden, so it was delayed. What in the world were you talking about yesterday during the five o'clock hour? I was talking about USU basketball, previewing the uh, the game, hearing from Coach Odom. So if if we're not uh, nothing says professional, and I'm serious about my job than a tuxedo and a print t-shirt what if like baseball they were wearing the same outfit as the players aka tank top and baseball shorts just so they wear something i'm not ready for the rest maybe too casual but i'm not much of a suit person so would so would do casual dress Uh, even yes i even wear pressed levi's to church and funerals slacks and polo minimum business casual at least Show you take the job seriously and worth the respect of the university and the kids on the team. Joggers and t-shirts belong to high school. What the hell happened? Yeah, we had night? some great <laughs> we had some great feedback on the Guild Mortgage text line last night. We had a lot of fun. About, about exactly what was going on, Eric. Well, <laughs> well there was a question about um, how does a coach appear on the sideline and uh, what is that does that say anything about how they approach the game? And how there really are different um, uh, kind of standards when it comes to different sports. Because like in football, y- you've got the extreme in uh, your best friend, Bill Belichick, who looks like he just crawled out from underneath the dumpster pile and whatever he could find to throw <laughs> over his body before he went to the sideline. And then you have other guys that go you know, full suit and tie. I mean, they're they're dressed to the nines. So, But that seems to be shifting. We don't see as many suit and tie anymore it's becoming more and more casual especially in basketball uh and does that matter does that bother anybody zero three six six stand down little fella at least eric was at work yesterday (laughs) 
<laughs> I was at work. I just wasn't here. <laughs> you weren't at this work. I wasn't at this work. I was at another work, and I was working the whole <laughs> night. Uh, anyways, okay. Uh, yeah, interesting. So, uh, so uh, the the uh, the wardrobe report, uh, kind of like a good gray slacks. Would you call them slacks? You know, I'm okay. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I come to work, I'm really surprised that Mr. Franson hasn't, like, lit me up a new one because of the way, like, I'm wearing, like, jersey shorts and a shirt, Ronald mcdonald size shoes, <laughs> ankle socks. He he has very different standard oh, yeah. based on if you're an on-air person or if you're out doing sales. Oh, really? Okay, so we're good then. However... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like, wait a minute. It doesn't oh, mean that it gives uh, on-air people a blank check to come in whatever they want. Okay, well. We I, had one person who came regularly came in his pajamas, and that drove him nuts to no end. No way. Yes. Yeah, that would do it. Uh was part of a series of things that led Worth to this person's on. being dismissed. I understand. I understand. All right, uh, Eric, let's get into it. Uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Utah State basketball to kick it off? I think we need to. Yeah, I mean, let's... Utah State, 11.5-point favorites in this one. New head coach, new era, and it just fell flat. flat. Uh, uh, Utah State looked like they started out okay, and then they just went ice cold. And then in the second half, they're down. They're trying to fight back. But uh, I don't know, AJ. I, I, I'm on this weird position of – trying to wrestle with myself and, and how do I feel about what happened last night? On the one hand, I feel like, look, it's it's a new coach. There's a lot of new players. It's going to take them time to figure each other out and, and execute properly. But on the other hand, I just saw a lot of just kind of guys doing whatever. No one wanted to, 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 to shoot the ball. It was like a hot potato, uh, not good shooting. It didn't seem like there was a real flow. Not Not much was connected. And so, I'm 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 disappointed in the first game of the Ryan Odom era. Yeah. But I'm also trying to give them a little bit of a leash here, recognizing there's a lot of new players. It's a new coaching staff, and trying to understand how they work together. But Ajay, everybody's had weeks to practice. They've had a a closed scrimmage. They've had an exhibition. I'm a little disappointed in that uh, game one for USU. I'll be honest. That's I find myself feeling more and more in the disappointed camp than I am in the "Hey, give him a break" camp. If that makes sense. Nine three one five text in. Too many shot drought or too many scoring droughts in the basketball game for Utah State. Should have won that game, but his past history has shown us that USU has had struggles against them before. What are your guys' thoughts and who stood out in the game? So when I first like you, and let's just kind of go frame by frame here, Eric, if we can, please. Um, Aggies take a seventeen five lead. They're cruising. They're, right, uh, great start. Ashworth. It's like it's going how it should. Ashworth makes uh, both of a one-and-one one with 13.05 left in the first half. Okay? Makes a one-and-one one with 13.05 left in the first half. UC Davis then responds with a jaw-dropping 17. Make sure I got this right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to make sure. Let's see, 20 to 5. Yeah. 17 0 run. Utah State, after scoring at the 13 05 mark, does not score another bucket until Horvath hits a three with 7.33 left in the first half. 
They go from being up 12 to down 2 with 818. And then they traded missed shots for a couple, or excuse me, missed, missed turnovers for a couple times. And then finally, uh, Horvath hits a 3 to end that nearly 6-minute scoring drought. They had two more scoring droughts in the game. Both of them came in the second half. One was 2 minutes and 45 seconds. The second, I think, was 3 minutes and 41 seconds, I believe. I mean, just couldn't score. Basketball can be a game of runs. I get that. It happens at all levels. Uh, and we've seen Utah State have scoring droughts before. But sure. Six, how would you, six and a half minutes? Yeah. That's, at one point, UC Davis and Utah State combined for a, no buckets, no no points for almost eight minutes in the second half. That's incredible. That's horrible. 9310, text into the show, Eric. I was in the spectrum. It seemed like on offense and defense that the players had to think hard about what they were doing. Nothing was flowing naturally. How much of that is on the players and how much of that is just getting used to Coach Odom's new system? Uh, Both. Um, I get this early in the season, like a, a coaching staff, I think it's a difficult balance to strike. Like how much do we give them to implement? This is who we are and what we want to do, but at the expense of overwhelming them and giving them too much information, especially with so many new players and, and this new, new staff and how they're running things. So there really, there were two guys on that floor who knew what Coach Odom is like and what he likes to do. At least should have been very familiar with that style and that system. But even they didn't look comfortable and familiar with what they were supposed to try to do. So I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you've got four weeks to be in the gym and to practice and and to work on it. Um, They'll they'll get there. I have confidence in that. This isn't a hit the panic button already and burn the ships. It's not that. But um, you're right. It, it, it's it's going to take some time before what they're asked to do is second nature. I just am a little surprised by the veterans on this team who also seemed like it, they were a little they out of sorts. They weren't getting it as well. Yeah. Got you. Uh, I wanted to also look at – I mean, they, so they trailed by five at half, Eric. Uh, and we go to the second half, and Utah State gets it going again on a nice layup by, I believe it was Ashworth. Make sure I got got this right. Yeah, but so uh, Jones gets a rebound. It was Idle Rock who got the who got the layup, and then Horvath hits a three, and then Utah State. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at this wrong. Horvath missed a three. Jones had a steal. Then Brock, and by the way, Brock was bad again. Really, really bad again. Jones, uh, I mean, we had missed buckets for about the first two and a half minutes of basketball. Isle Rock then finally got a uh, uh, free throws on a uh, on a fast break foul. He goes one to two at the line. That became a common theme. But they just never got found themselves in rhythm, especially in the second half, and that's kind of why you, you just look so choppy. Yeah, Brock Miller started out started out great. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, things were working out early, but then you know, that UC Davis, they, they have pressure, guards, aggressive play, uh, and it started to disrupt what Utah State was doing. They couldn't manufacture points; they were missing free throws. Seventeen of twenty-eight at the free throw line. Um, it's sixty percent. I mean, 
Nine free throws. You, you leave nine points on the board. It's hard to expect a, a basketball team to be perfect at the line, but you just needed a few more, and it would have would have won the game. That's all you're asking for, too. Uh, let's go through some numbers really quickly, and then we'll continue to break down this game. If you want to chime in, please do 435 uh, On the night for Brandon Horvath, he probably had the best of, a, of anybody on the court in 29 minutes. Went 7-14 from the field, 2-6 from 3, 3-7 at the line. He did have 7 boards, 19 points. Uh, see, Justin Bean had a double-double. Oh, no, three. Yeah, double-double yep. with 16 points, 13 boards. One assist, one a steal. So, again, very active. Yeah. Justin Bean playing cleanup duty, doing what he does. And then it just got bad. RJ Idlerock was in, what, 27 minutes of basketball. He, what, finished with how many points? Eight. Eight? On two of nine shooting. RJ, in fact, Edel Rock, or excuse me, Idle Rock, Rathlin Jones, Brock Miller each had eight. Rathlin Jones was three, seven. Brock Miller was three and nine. He was two, seven from deep. Ashworth was not good. One of eight from the field, one of six from three. Dorius was not good. Max Shulga was nearly non existent. Well, Z- uh, Dorius, look, I don't know if I want to say he was not good. I mean, 12 minutes. He did have six boards. He got the free throw line. He wasn't great at the free throw line, but he got chances to give Aggies points. He didn't have a block. I mean, that's that's not a bad line from your guy that's coming off the bench. Do, do, do. Let's see here. 6211 Eric texts into the show. Aggie basketball? A game last night was a joke. Very poor coaching. Horrible shooting. It was all one-on-one people standing around watching. There were no plays being run. No players cutting to the basket. If this is what we are going to get with Coach Odom, I want my money back on my season tickets. Ooh, wow. Uh, It it did look like there was a lot of one-on-one stuff. Yeah, especially from Idle Rock. Like, if you're going to drive to the hoop and spin right every time, it's going to get picked up by people. Like, they're just going to find you. Uh, Yeah, like the, uh, who was that, Uh, 9310 maybe? Just didn't seem like they were connected. Yeah. Right? It didn't seem like it was second nature yet. Um, Guys... There's a lot of new faces here. They got to get familiar with each other, and get more comfortable with each other. I was surprised at how many times they settled for outside shots. There wasn't a lot of trying to work it inside uh, to um, outmuscle the opponent to use a size advantage. But that's not really Horvath's game. He likes to draw the opponent out and shoot threes. 9310, text in. Not a single dunk in the game. I noticed our pregame routine were very flat compared to past years. I don't think anyone on our team had fun. Interesting. Uh, by the way, uh, Shimon Zapala. I'm not impressed with him so far. Exhibition or this game. I feel like he looks lost. Thoughts? Uh, four minutes of play. Uh, picked up two fouls. Didn't really do a heck of a whole lot more than that. Um, Had a turnover too, did he? Mm, he was not well, credited. He, he with wasn't one. credited. He probably should have been though. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now he's uh, Dorius. I know is coming back from injury, but didn't Zapala have an injury too? Maybe not. No, uh, he wasn't. He was good. Uh, no, um, no Barstow. Yeah, Barristow's going to be he's out for a while. He's still going to be out for a little while. Uh, I would say he's out past Myrtle Beach. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 6-2-1-1, Justin Bean did have a dunk. He did. That's right. Uh, I think it was an underhand shovel pass from Ryland or Horvath. He got a dunk off of one. So we did have one dunk, at least. 
Uh, biggest lead for UC Davis was nine. That occurred in the second half of 16:35. USU's biggest lead was 12 in the first half. Uh, UC Davis's uh, best scoring run was that 15-0 run, and for the Aggies, it was 7-0. Uh, there were seven lead changes. Six times it was tied. Uh, UC Davis led for about 21 minutes of the game. Utah State led for about 16. Turnovers were a massive problem for both teams. UC Davis had 19. Utah State had 16. And, and I'd say 13 out of those 16 turnovers were just stupid. Every starter for Utah State had multiple turnovers. That's rough. That's not good. <laughs> no. That's rough. I mean, they were even in the reboundings. Uh, Utah State did a little better job on assists. Um, steals were even. But, yeah, they're just some sloppy play. Um, trying to get the team to play connected, just, that wasn't there. Look, if they don't get this figured out fast, it might be a little while before we see Utah State get a victory. I wouldn't go that far. Richmond's a really good team. Yeah, they are. They're going to play some decent, some pretty good teams at, at Myrtle Beach, too. I think they'll be all right. I do. And, like, you're right, Richmond's tough. Like, Richmond has five super seniors coming back. Five. All of them are coming back. That's going to be a very good basketball team. Yes. But I wonder if Richmond is the same with the Aggies. We have five really good starters, and our bench is just meh. Well, but those starters have been together. They know the system. There's a, that. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rylan, um, Horvath are coming into something new, or even you could say Bean and and Brock Miller and Ashworth, and those guys are playing to something new. It's kind of going both ways. Uh, a couple texts came in. Uh, 5879 says, We look smaller than UC Davis and way less physical. The team did seem asleep. Here's the problem is that we weren't smaller than UC Davis. We just played like it. I shouldn't say we. Uh, Utah State played like it. They, like The size advantage went towards Utah State. They just didn't. I will agree with 5879. We were not physical at all. None. There is no physicality. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see a, a lot of. Yeah, physicality is a great term. And um, they're going to need that versus Richmond, by the way, because I watched some film on Richmond. They're not afraid to body you up, so they're going to need to get better at that. Four zero eight six, Eric. It looks like church basketball game. It looked like a church basketball game to me. Lots of turnovers, missed free throws, players standing around, no band. Especially the no band part. Where was the band? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if they had something else they were supposed to be to or what. Oh, do you know what? I wonder if they're headed. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say I wonder if they're headed to Utah State, but I don't know. Uh, let's see here. You Two wonder th- if they're headed to Utah State? No, San Jose State. Yeah, oh, I thought I heard you say Utah State. San Jose State. Utah State. A little early for that. Let's see here. I got a text here from Tony, and Tony says, Eric, about the game last night. Kind of hard to watch the game last night. Just kept waiting and waiting for the Aggies to pull away, but just couldn't. Even at the end when the crowd finally had something to get excited about, Davis put the uh, fire out pretty quickly. Davis and then Pepper, who was all four from the three-point land, then drills one. Uh, I believe right in Ryland's grill, too. Ryland and Brock played really good defense on two really tough-made shots. And Pepper no. hits one to go one of five from three. Out of all the times he could have hit it, he did that. It just seemed like when they needed a bucket, they were able to get a bucket. Yeah. When Utah State needed a bucket, it was like wading through molasses in January. <laughs> I mean, just it was hard. 
Ashworth had that big, deep three-pointer, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe you know things are coming alive. Maybe they're going to figure it out here in the closing minutes. And then even then, it was still a dribble in, there's nothing there, dribble out, pass it out. Uh, what, can you take a shot? Uh, no, you take a shot. That's nothing there. Pass it out. Chuck it up from deep. They had looks. There were there were a lot of times in this game they had looks. The shots just didn't go down. Yeah, I'd agree. So part of it is just feeling connected, and part of it too is just feeling confidence. Seeing the shot go through the hoop, they had a hard time with that. You say Davis give them a little bit of credit, but not a not, not a that lot. Much, no, I mean, Utah Some State had turnovers. opportunities here. They just couldn't take advantage of them. Two three oh five. I have a hard time understanding why people can't make free throws if you're on a full red scholarship. For basketball at a Division One school, what is the excuse for not being a decent free-throw shooter? Horvath shouldn't have missed the freebies at the end. Can't miss those. Horvath with three for seven. Dorius was three for seven. In fact, 6-2-1-1. Rock was four of six. 6-2-1-1 does ask, what was our shooting percentages? So let's go through them, Eric. Uh, well, as a team, it was 36%. Yeah, so shooting by period... Uh, from the field, Utah State was 9-27 in the first half for 33% from the field, 5-12 from three, and 12-15 at the line. In the second half, Utah State was 13-34 for 38%, 3-18 from three, 5-13 at the line. For the game, Utah State was 22-61, 8-30, So they For the game, they shot 36% from the field. 26% from three, and 60% at the line. That will not win you a lot of basketball games. Yeah. There's more time in the gym, guys. Putting up more shots. Well, they just took a plane at 6 or 8 this morning to get over to Annapolis, Maryland, where they'll uh, get ready for the Richmond Spiders for a Friday afternoon game at 4 o'clock. 3 o'clock pregame with yep. you guys? three Or is it 3.30? Uh, ooh, good question. We'll find out. We'll let well, you know. Yeah. we got a few days. Uh, we'll let you know. But uh, 4 o'clock uh, game time versus uh, the Richmond Spiders, and then they head to the East Coach and the Beach. Is a great way to be a part and participate in the Myrtle Beach Tournament. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, more Utah State basketball. I have an interesting take for you on Coach Odom, and it's probably going to be controversial, and it's probably going to go south very, very quickly. Does it have anything to do with what he was wearing? No. Zip, zero, okay. zilch. Actually, because I want one of those pullovers. <laughs> I, I do. I might have to go to Locker 42. They look good. They look good. Dude, if they're selling them at Locker 42, I'm there. I'm absolutely there for those. We'll take a break. Coming back, you listen to the Full Court Press. The holidays bring family, friends, and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals and happy Thanksgiving. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Your friends will love you even more when they receive their Beehive gift card. Corporate promotions are also available. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. 
Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a heavyweight showdown of the Big Ten East as the Penn State Nittany Lions host the Michigan Wolverines. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action. Can Cade McNamara and the Wolverines keep their postseason hopes alive with a tough road victory? Or will Sean Clifford and the Nittany Lions be too much at Beaver Stadium? If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. There are so many choices when it comes to Medicare. Annual enrollment is October 1st through December 7th. Call LSS Insurance, 752-9493. We are here to help. We will research plan benefits and costs and look up your medications so there are no surprises at the pharmacy. There is no cost to work with us and you will love having a local agent. Call 752-9493. Want to get the most out of your Medicare benefits? Come see us at LSS Insurance. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Court Press, Eric France, and I'm Ajay Salson. Thanks for joining us on 106.9 The Fan. Appreciate you joining us however we're doing. So whether it's in your car, whether you're at home streaming us, or even on the free mobile app, glad to have you guys. Utah State falls to UC Davis in the season opener. Final score, 72-59. Or excuse me, sorry, 72-69. It felt like it was going to be 59 for quite some time. Eric, I, I, I want to give a hot take here, and this might be too soon to do so, and it might be unfair to an extent. And I want our listeners to chime in too. 435-339-0321. Are you at all afraid that we're kind of just the way Coach Odom is mannerisms and his demeanor on the court? Are we, are we kind of going back to that Durier era again? I just want to see some fire in him. Like, like Craig Smith was bringing, bringing the juice every single time. I mean, they went on a 17-0 run in the first half. And if I can be blunt, I was watching Coach Odom. And, I mean, Nate Dixon's up there screaming at somebody. Uh, You know, another assistant coach is up there getting after somebody. Not a lot from Coach Odom. He's kind of a calm demeanor. Doesn't seem like he's a yeller. I'm I'm, I'm worried that we're kind of going back to the Durier style because... When, when when Craig Smith, when Coach Smith coached the way he did, you saw fire, you saw a little bit of anger. Uh, he wasn't afraid to get a technical. Uh, he was willing to be energetically engaged the whole entire 40 minutes of basketball. Now, maybe that's too exhausting. Maybe that's too much. But I just didn't see a whole lot from Coach Odom. I love the guy to death. Smart as could be. Uh, I'll admit there were stretches of the game I wasn't able to watch as much as I would have liked. Because you're busy recording George and Yang getting hurt. <laughs> he came back after that. But one of those stretches that I did not, I was not watching was that big drought. So it's hard for me to say or comment on what did or didn't happen with the coach and the sideline. Like, I, I'd have to yield to you on that one. Um, 
it's for me a little too early to tell. I don't know that you need to be a screamer on the sideline, but I think you have to recognize moments and sometimes you have to show emotion. Uh, I, a common criticism we had of Durier was that he never showed emotion. And we begged, Coach Durier, please just get mad at someone, the ref or a player, just show some emotion. And he never did. Or if he did, it just seemed like it wasn't quite at the right time or never quite enough. And that was part of his downfall. Uh, Ryan Odom, he's a very more reserved guy. He's a more cerebral guy. It, it, the head coach doesn't always have to be the screamer. <laughs> he can have assistants that can play those roles to get after the, the team. Uh, but there are times where he needs to fire up his team if they're not properly mentally engaged. I, I I'll agree with that. But for me, it's too early. We don't have enough. Um, we don't have enough tape on uh, on Coach Odom just yeah. yet. And, and again, that might line. be too harsh because you're right. We're only one game into the season. I just kind of watching his mannerisms. And I'm like, man, get fired up! Like, show me something. Uh, five four five two. Audrey, totally agree with you. Sitting there. In, Sitting there in at the spectrum, watching that ugliness last night reminded me of the Tim days. Just no fire or coaching, it seemed. Just show a little passion and emotion when your team is sucking and get work get and getting worked over. Like even if something goes good, like pump your fist really hard, or you know, I, I just give me something, give me some sort of energy out of that. But when yeah, your team's getting pounded in a seventeen zero run, right? It, just don't sit there and take it. I. I agree. I think you need to jump on that quickly and say, hey, come on, guys. We we can't let this go. You have to know from me, I'm going to react to this. Yeah. This is not acceptable. Yeah. In fact, did we call – Eric, did they call a timeout once during that 17-0 run? I got to look at this. I got the play-by-play sheet here. Do, 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 do. All right, so we go up 17-5 with, at the 13-minute mark. There is a media timeout that comes out uh, at the 11.49 mark, and at this point, it's 17-9. There is not one timeout called during that 17-0 run. They got to the under 8, and there was a a media timeout again. Yeah, there's not one timeout taken by Coach Odom during that whole entire run. Uh, Utah State took a timeout at eleven forty-seven, but that turned, it was yeah, Aggies up seventeen to nine. That was the media. Well, it was charged to USU. Well, because Shulga went to the line. Elijah Pepper just made two free throws, and um, they, that was after Shulga fell. Okay, yeah, I got you. Huh? I just but on. then there's a long stretch here where they're they. They claim the lead. They totally take the lead. They have all the momentum. And he had, there were opportunities to take timeouts to settle guys down. I, and I get it. I mean, sometimes there is definitely a coaching philosophy that um, um, my guys need to know how to play through this. This is a teaching opportunity for them and a learning opportunity to, to make their way through it. But how long do you let that go? Mm-hmm. It's in the first half. You still have a lot of time to correct it and to readjust. But, yeah. 9952, Eric. 
text in. I sit next to the bench, and there was a lot of coaching and reaction happening. It's just not as obvious as Coach Smith was. I can definitely buy that. Absolutely buy that. Cause, and that's true, because I think one time Rylan checked out, and, and Coach Odom grabbed him and, you know, just talked to him, had a conversation with him. Uh, I think when Brandon Horvath came out for a little bit, Nate or Coach Nate Dixon would grab and talk to him. There was a ton of coaching going on, and that's a great point. Maybe it's just not as obvious as Coach Smith would be when he's jumping in the air playing defense from the sideline. Right. Well, in 9952 ads, sometimes players need to figure it out by playing through adversity, and, and I agree with that. Um, sometimes you, you have to take your licks early. Yeah. I mean, how you how you start isn't as important as how you finish. Finish, yep. Maybe that's part of the case then. Uh, Eric, they it, go to- and this is a time. This is where this is an okay time for USU to fail. Right, this is an okay time for USU players to make these mistakes because there's still a lot of time to fix it and improve. You're not in conference play yet. However, all that being said, every game matters. If you want a shot at the NCAA tournament, you can't lose games like this. It's all about your net ranking. Wins and losses against who you played. Matters, doesn't it? It matters. So you can't just have a game that's a throwaway. Uh, so looking at, again, this uh, Friday, right? Friday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Mountain Time, Utah State will take on the Richmond Spiders. Richmond got a win over North, or it's me, North Carolina Central Eagles. Final score seventy to sixty. In fact, North Carolina led at half, thirty six thirty one, and then Richmond ran away with it with a thirty nine twenty four, uh, outscoring North Carolina Central in the second half. Uh, and for Richmond, they had four guys, I believe. Nope, three guys finishing double figures. Uh, Burton had fourteen. Golden had nineteen. And Gilliard, who played all forty minutes of the basketball game, went five of thirteen from the field, two of nine from three, and he had fourteen points along with six assists. Seven steals and six boards. Oh, jeez. Seven right. steals? Right. Okay, that's fun. From one player? Yep, and that's not even a joke. Holy Seven cow. steals. Uh, six, five, four, three. What conferences UC Davis in, and what was the preseason poll in that conference? Uh, UC Davis is in the Big, Big West, West, right? And in their preseason media poll, they were one, two, three, fourth. Oh, they that's were fourth. Not great. Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara was first. Uh, UC Irvine, UC Riverside, then UC Davis, followed by Cal State Bakersfield. So, uh, anyway, that's UC Davis. That they're a good team, by the way. They're they're going to yeah, make some noise got some in good, that Big West. They've got good guards. That they've got some shooters. They got some playmakers. They have that Nevada transfer kid too. I didn't realize he had transferred over to UC Davis. Uh, what's his name? I'm going to see it. I'm going to make, oh, yeah, him. Was it Milling? Or was it McGill? He's a uh, he's a guard who uh, transferred over to... Caleb McGill? He's a freshman forward. Okay, it's not him then. I can't remember who it is. My, I don't know who it was, but one of those guys transferred out from Nevada and left to UC Davis. 9315, is there a time in a game when the crowd needed... Needs to see the coaches act like Smith did on the sideline sometimes. And the crowd needs to see coach act like... I don't... I mean, like... 
Coach Smith knew how to play the crowd. Like, yes, if, he I did. mean, if there was a run, they got a dunk, opponents calling a timeout, he's halfway on the court, fist pumping everybody and, and getting everybody up. Like, he knew how to play well. Coach Jordan was a lot more subdued. It's, you know, we're going to call a timeout, we're going to go through our system, we're going to think about some things, uh, talk about some things, and, you know, right the ship here in the second half. But I think the emotions are a little bit differently shared. 5 4 5 2. It's one thing to lose to Richmond on the road if they do lose, but the Aggies shouldn't be losing at home to UC Davis. Got to take care of business at home. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, and, I mean, not to split hairs too much, but the Richmond game will be a neutral site game, even though it's a lot closer to Richmond than USU. But, yeah, I know what you mean. 2305. How did our former players to here now? On Utah last night, maybe you answered that question earlier. I was away from my radio. Thank you. How did our former players? Oh, Utah. Maybe he's asking about the University of Utah. Oh, they played sorry. last night. Jeez, my wheeze. I'm sorry. Uh, former Aggies, now Utes. Uh, Raleigh and... Uh, I know there was praise for how Raleigh played. Uh, and he had a pretty good line. I'm pulling that up right now. They played Abilene Christian, a team that was in the tournament last year. Uh, but... Um, Worcester in 38 minutes had 12 points, six assists, seven boards, a steal, and a block. It's, it's a pretty serious stat line. Uh, Marco Anthony had 10 points, two steals, one assist, and nine rebounds. All right. Good for them. Uh, by the way, Jackson uh, Brenchley. Brenchley played in uh, for nine minutes, but uh, no stats, no you- stat line. He played nine minutes. Nine minutes, no shots, no rebounds, no assists, but he was on the court. Yeah, he's going to get buried on that chart. Nine nine three eight. My biggest concern with Utah State men's basketball is who is going to get a bucket when we need it. That is such a great question. Who's that guy who's going to get a bucket? Is it Horvath? Is it Idle Rock? Is it R- I don't know. If, Rowland's got to shoot more, by the way. I want to see Rowland shoot the ball more. Yeah, but he's not really a shooter. I mean, he can, but... I was thinking that Adelrock would be that guy. I know that was one of my questions, but he seemed to struggle with getting separation or being able to, you know, dive to the basket to create or at least put pressure on the on the defense. You know what I did love about Ryland? Four charges last night. Oh, that was awesome! Four charges from the kid last night. Yes, that was awesome. That was incredible. Look, and I don't like that Horvath. Uh, Big guy will will draw out and, and shoot like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those shots will fall. You know, so they've got some outside shooters. It's just about getting that consistency. We'd love to see a little bit more action in the paint, a little more physical presence in the paint. Bean can do that a little bit, but he's more of a cleanup guy. Uh, I think Dorius um, has that potential, kind of. He certainly has the size. I don't know if he's got the mentality. But uh, doing a little bit of better job in the paints – that, that's something USU's got to continue to work on. One one eight one. Coach Odom getting mad or not didn't bug me as much as the players bugged me. We just looked terrible. Heard a lot of these players were going to be good, and I was underwhelmed, I guess. And you should be. Like the Z Hamoda guy, I, I heard all these great things about him, and I haven't seen Jack from him yet. Shimon Zapala looks lost. Um, Yeah, I'm not entirely thrilled what I've seen so far. One game, it was a game against a Big West team that the Aggies should have beat, 
by double digits. Yep. So that is frustrating. But it is just one game, and there's a long season ahead. If this continues to be a trend, then I think we have more concerns. More issues, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we were supposed to play Odom's opening statement from post game last night. We're going to take a break first so we can get through that. And we'll come back, and if we have time, we'll do so. We'll play uh, Coach Odom's opening post game statement from last night's loss, 72-69 to UC Davis. We'll also talk about the uh, college football playoff rankings. They came out last night. Not a lot of movement, but there's some significant drops and some teams that are ahead of other teams in regards of head-to-head matchups that don't make sense. So we'll get to that much more here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fancy Key Bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. Jim Bridger here. Of course I've got skis and boots. The best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental, only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals, only $109. And right now, with every season ski rental, receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday season, S.E. Needham Jewelers is a place to shop for your diamond engagement ring. S.E. Needham's has the largest selection of wedding rings in the area, including hundreds of styles in platinum, white gold, and yellow gold. We import diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium, which enables us to guarantee the best price on diamonds. We also offer the most complete warranty and services of any store in the state. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric France and Amal J. Salveson here on 1069 The Fan, 1390 AM. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing. So let's get through just a uh, few of these texts here. Do, 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 do. 6211, I was really, really disappointed in our guard play. No dribble penetration. Especially from Ashworth. I feel like Ashworth is one of those guys who gets aggressive to the uh, to the hoop. Yeah, the dribble penetration, that's a good point. Um, like, it would go maybe if, if, it, if it started on the perimeter at the three-point line, it would maybe get four feet in, and then they'd back it back out. So the ability to break down a defense, just I didn't I didn't see it last night. 2305, is there any way USU could hire another coach who would be in charge of waving a scholarship on the sidelines when a player is shooting free throws just to remind them while they are here? <laughs> 
<laughs> you imagine? <laughs> hey, if you don't make this, uh, we're taking your scholarship. Uh, you are going to be paying for school for the next semester. Just going to wave it and have a, one, the scholarship in one hand and a lighter in the other. Like, come on. What's going to happen? Five, six, three, four. Hey, everyone needs to relax. It's a new coach, new system. It takes a while to get to gel as a team. Remember, we lost big time last year to South Dakota State. And bounce back pretty nicely. You know, that is a great point. Because if you'll remember the first part of the Craig Smith era, this team really didn't come together until late December. Like, we didn't really know what Utah State had until, I'm not kidding, it was late December. Just as they're getting into conference play. Yeah. And because there were some games they won, games they lost, we didn't quite know what was going on with this new coach and this Gata that we'd heard all about. And it's a different style. We're going to be more up tempo and more freedom. And it took a while for the players to understand that and really internalize it and have it become second nature. It took a couple of months under Craig Smith's first go as a head coach before it really started to come together. And even in conference play, it was a little shaky. But by the end of the season, and when it came to the conference tournament, they knew what they were doing and they were firing on all cylinders. So, I agree. Let's not overreact too much. We're done. There are concerns. We're screwed. There are concerns. But uh, one game a season does not make, neither a, a trend. So, I, I think, you know, observe, voice concerns, but let's not freak out just yet. 5253, great text here, by the way, from 5253. Yesterday, the discussion was about dressing and looking professional, but today it's about needing the coach to act out a little more. There's definitely times to get fired up, but maybe maintaining professionalism means he finds ways to do so without causing a scene and making a spectacle out of it. I can respect the quiet strength from a coach as long as he's actually engaging with the team when he needs to be. And and, that's and he's a, doing that. He does that. He's Absolutely doing that. Absolutely does yeah. that. Yeah, I, I see it, and I, and I see the coaching staff working hard with those kids as well. And. So and that's a great point. I think I just, I just want to see Coach Odom really mad one time. Well, if, if there's a, <laughs> you get outscored by that much over that length of time. Call a timeout. Take charge. Take initiative. Get the guys focused. Manufacture points. I, I get you know, they they've got to work their way through it, but you can't go that long and just seed the total momentum of the game. Shift completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five two four two. When Brock Miller was your best guard, you know it was a rough night for the Aggies. Oh, oh come man. on now. Nine three one zero. Samuel is going to be a dad unto us. A child is born. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's it. That's enough freaking internet for today, kids. We're going to break. Uh, that's good Crystal stuff. Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit in the past we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. 
I got to tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey breast with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes, and whipped sweet potatoes. Traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Primetime fills up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 750-5171. The Logan Holiday Gift Show at the Riverwoods Conference Center is Friday and Saturday, November 12th and 13th. The perfect place to kick off your holiday shopping. Your entire family will love the hundreds of ideas and wonderful treats. Clothing, books, jewelry, purses, home and holiday decor, baby items, and so much more. Don't miss Logan's premier holiday gift show. The Logan Holiday Gift Show. Friday and Saturday, November 12th and 13th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Start your holiday shopping off right. Don't miss it. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. Have Valvoline and oil change will make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoline and oil change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Napa Auto Parts always has the best prices on the best parts at any of your locally owned President Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, including a 100-piece screwdriver set at $19.99 and an LED garage tri-light bulb at $19.99 as well. Now, these deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned President Providence Napa Auto Parts stores to get you taken care of. Did I do well, Eric? Yeah, you did great. I feel like my whole entire day is based off if I can read a liner correctly for you. It's important. Shut up. And make sure you're doing it right for the client. Shove it. 2305. I love the client, and I love Napa. 2305. Thanks for giving us the form to have a little fun. Although the Aggies lost, we still realize they're professionals up there coaching them, and they will get better. And they will get better. They will. They're going to be fine. Nothing about it was like, oh, crap, we're screwed for the year. We're done. Yeah, I I don't know that I saw stuff that fundamentally was problematic. Uh, I think everything's coachable. Everything can be addressed. And, and this team can be better. Um, there's still some questions that I had going into game one that are not yet answered. Um, don't know how long it might take for those answers to be addressed, but uh, this is uh, going to be – look, sometimes, too, getting out of your routines, getting going away from home, having long road trips, sometimes can be the best medicine because you're free from a lot of other distractions – where it's just just hoops. I mean, yeah, they still have some homework that they got to figure out, but they're not going to the parties. They're not hanging out with friends. Uh, they don't have other distractions going on in the in the dorm or the apartments. It's uh, we're spending time in the gym. We're watching film. We're hanging out with their wives, and we're hanging out with the team. And uh, let, their let's, wives, dude. Let's uh, yeah, build that camaraderie and be yeah. able to get going. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be just fine. And and you know, Ryland even talked a little bit about it yesterday uh, about the team chemistry and and how he's confident that they'll gel together, they'll get it together, and uh, they're that they're gonna be okay. So it's uh, yeah, 
just give them a little bit of time. Big one on uh, Friday at 4 o'clock against Richmond. Again, you can find pregame and postgame on our sister station on KVNU. All right, second hour coming up. We'll talk San Jose State, Utah State. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. College basketball got underway in earnest last night. We got to see Duke beat Kentucky in a standalone primetime game, but as usual, we're starting the season basically having to learn the sport all over again. Now, there's a couple of returning stars. Gonzaga's Drew Timmy. You got UCLA's Johnny Juzang. Possibly freshmen stand out in Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, who looked pretty good last night against Dixie State. We all know the coaches, and Coach K is going to take a victory lap here this year. For most of us, it's an educational time. Then in March, we really need to crash study and figure out what's going on. College basketball Basketball is in a very different era. High schoolers will soon be able to go straight to the NBA again. Some very good players are going straight to the G League or exploring other options overseas. That doesn't mean college basketball is going away. There's still a lot of tradition. And as we saw last night and all day yesterday, competition is still intense, even if we don't know everybody's name. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. Jazz. The high schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric France and Jose Salveson here. Second hour was underway on a middle-of-the-week Wednesday, Woo! November 10th. We're here. It's Wednesday. Why are you laughing with bike shorts so hard about? The guy never tells a joke. <laughs> He's always pissed. <laughs> Maybe that's what makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the Full Court Press. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 1069thefan.com, and the 1069thefan mobile app is where we are streaming. 5.03 is your start time. Hi, everybody. Uh, UC Davis beats Utah State in a shocker. 72-69 is your final score. If you guys want, uh, I know we got some new listeners in and others who still want to share thoughts. So if you guys want to text into our Gil Mortgage text line, it's open for you at 435 Three three nine zero three two one. Dude, I'm exhausted. What is going on? I am so exhausted. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. The text into our Gil Mortgage text line. Uh, if you want to text about Aggie football, we're gonna get into our Wednesday opponent research. You guys nervous? As much as I am, I'm nervous about this game Saturday night. It's a good football team. He's got a lot to play for. Um, play like you did against New Mexico State in the first half, and I don't think you have a shot coming back in the second half. That can't happen again. No, look, the San Jose State 
season has been uh, an up and down roller coaster. Part of it is because of injuries. Um, part of it is they're facing teams that uh, don't have a lot of distractions like they had a year ago. I'm not saying that I shouldn't. That's not a huge excuse. Uh, and it wasn't totally the reality for San Jose uh, uh, last year. They they had a good football team last year. Great defense, great uh, quarterback, some good wide receivers. They deserved to play and have the season that they did. Uh, this year it's been a different story, though. Uh, it's been up and down. Uh, they're 5-5. Five and five. They've had some injuries. Um, they barely beat Hawaii. They lose to Western yeah, but, Michigan. Yeah, we can't. We, we shouldn't play that game, Eric. We barely beat UNLV, right? They barely beat New Mexico State. Then they lost to Colorado State. Then they lost to San Diego State. They beat UNLV by a touchdown. They beat Wyoming by six points. They haven't blown anybody away, really. They've been there's been a lot of close games here. But they haven't had, I mean, Starkle hasn't been always the, the quarterback either. He's missed some games. They had that game at Nevada, and then Nevada comes down late and uh, with just seconds to go and kick the game-winning field goal. Nevada had one offensive touchdown. Sounds about right. So the uh, San Jose had a pick six that they threw away, and then Nevada also had a fumble recovery returned. So... I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm having a hard time getting a good read on San Jose because there's aspects of the Spartans that tell me this is a good team. Look what they did a year ago. Look what they have coming back. But then there's other things that I'm looking at like, I don't know. Th- this team's not really that that dynamic or that tough. Neither is UNLV. and They took us to the wire. <laughs> that's, yes, that's true. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're struggling or whatever point. I was a one in five UNLV football team and they took us to the wire. You no, know, as a they hadn't no. It wasn't a one in five. They were und, they were totally defeated. They hadn't had oh, yeah, a victory. They hadn't won yet. one one yet. All right. Nine three one five. I knew the Audio would start out talking about oh sorry. One text before that. Nine three one five. Aggie men's basketball will be okay, but Audio missing so much of the full court press means we need the great host AJ Knight. The Eric and AJ show. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'll be in Cal next Monday and Tuesday, so I'll not be here <laughs> while we're at it. Oh, but I did. Uh, I I talked to Johnny Yu, and I was like, "Hey, Johnny, you want to go help out Eric?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, man." Johnny Yu's gonna come help you out. You don't look thrilled about that. Do you want me to tell when? him no? Next Monday. You? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, the sure. <laughs> I I mean I. When when are you here? Maybe it's a better. Oh, oh! <laughs> Should be. Well, are you what missing I'm me, Eric? More often. Are you missing me? Huh? Huh? You missing me? That's all right. Go ahead and say it. Say I miss you. <laughs> I miss the work you should be doing. That when you don't do it, means I have to do it. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. When the kid's not home, I gotta clean. That's exactly what it is. Call. Nine three one five. I knew that Audra would start out talking about the football game this week with the skies falling. I think we'll be just fine for a win this weekend. Ooh, I like the confidence. Are Senate, you are you that confident, um, Eric? Let me ask you. I mean, that's a four. Th- this point has always been a game on the schedule that has had me worried because of the season they had last year. 
I know it's San Jose, and their success is very fleeting. It doesn't really last. But their coach committed to stick around. Their quarterback committed to stick around. They've got some players. It's at their place. They can move the ball. Um, this is a this is a game that has me and has always had me a little concerned. I I still think Utah State can win this game and should win this game, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, I do too. I think this one's coming down to the wire again. I mean, nothing new for these uh, for this football team. I yeah, definitely with you on that one. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and get to some comments. We'll get to these throughout to uh, the second hour of the show. If you want to text in, 435-339-0321 to do so. Uh, we will start out. Actually, before we do that, I'm sorry. Before we do that, can we talk about the college football playoff ranking? Because I didn't get to do it yesterday, and I want to talk well, about need, it. Well, me neither because uh, oh, yeah. it was delayed That's when right. they did it because of the basketball tip-off classic or whatever they called hey, it. That was important stuff. Yeah. All right, so here's what the college football playoff rankings look like after week two. Georgia's at one, Alabama at two, Oregon moves up a spot at three, Ohio State moves up a spot at number four, Cincinnati moves up a spot to number five, Michigan moves up one spot to number six. Uh, Michigan State loses and falls falls four spots to number seven. What is he doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Eric, we're doing a show. Eric, look. No, Eric, listen to... No, Eric doesn't. Eric doesn't want you. I asked him, and Eric's like, "No, no, okay, sure, I'll take John. I don't really want him, but I'll take him Monday." Call. So disrespectful, man. Get him on. No, dude. If you're gonna walk in, you know the rules, John. If you're gonna be here, you're gonna have to be on the mic too. Hold on, I gotta switch your mic now. Oh man, I gotta find the mic. There it is. Okay. Uh, joining with us is the Full Court Press alum. And. John Russell. And clearly not wanted next oh. Monday or Tuesday. Hold on. I got to shift Eric. I heard that, <laughs> by the way. No, you misinterpreted oh, no. what I meant. Nobody misinterpreted anything. <laughs> hey, I, about... I got John Russell for you. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I almost ran <laughs> off the road. <laughs> I was driving like, off. That's nice. That's right. That's great. AJ's not going to be here John again. John doesn't do a lot of work, but AJ does. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't have to be here. I just wanted to help out a friend. <laughs> no. You know, Eric? Yeah, he's just helping out a friend. Oh, but no, no, not here. It's it's nice to have a friend willing to help out. (laughs) Jeez. Willing to show up other than galvanning all across the United States. (laughs) Okay, that that might be true. (laughs) But I'm actually very excited about it. Uh, John, we're actually just getting to a call full of rankings, and I want to steal your thoughts on last night's loss to UC Davis. So hold tight with us here for just a moment. Last night, so Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Michigan – are your top six. Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan all move up one spot. Michigan State, who is at four or at three, drops four spots to number seven. Uh, see, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and A&M each move up one, one, and three, respectively. So, Eric, the question now holds is that Ohio State still got to face Michigan State and Michigan. And uh, if they can get out of that and then win the Big Ten Championship, they're automatically in. The part I don't like about this is that if Alabama, everyone says, well, if Alabama loses, they're still in the top four. Even if they were to lose in the championship game. Uh, Yeah, I I totally disagree with that. I hate that. Me too. There's too many other good teams. Way too many. And what, this was the hot topic last night after it was revealed. Michigan State beat Michigan a week ago. 
And now they drop a spot behind them. And now they're behind Michigan in the rankings? Yeah, the doesn't the committee well, just doesn't make sense. Well, remember this when when the first rankings came out, Oregon was behind Ohio State, even though Oregon had throttled the Buckeyes inside the horseshoe. Now, I mean, Oregon now sits at the three spot. By the way, that is a massive, massive matchup next Saturday night when Oregon heads to Salt Lake City to take on the Utes. Yeah, Utah's jumped up into the polls. They're at number twenty-four for the first time in the college football playoff ranking. Uh, San Diego State moved up two spots. Some other uh, group of five, uh, uh, Cincinnati moved up to five, so they're knocking on the door. They're getting closer. Uh, UTSA also got recognized finally as one of the few undefeated teams in college football. They're finally into the top 25 at number 23. So uh, BYU moved up to number 14. But um, it's the, there's still a couple of weeks here of football. There's going to be a lot that's going to move because you got big games, great teams facing each other, and then conference title games. So there's going to be a lot of movement still. But some of those teams outside of Georgia, some of those top teams really didn't do anything to separate no, themselves or to show they deserve to leapfrog anybody. So you, you make the comment, you, if Alabama loses again, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. What if they lose to Georgia again in the in the SEC championship? You might not want to see them there. They're not a conference champion. But their only two losses are to Georgia. They're not a conference champion. If Ohio State wins out and wins the Big Ten title game, uh, they're in. They lost to Texas A&M earlier. You're right. And it was, Uh, at the time, unranked Texas A&M team. Aggies. So, yeah, two-loss team, I don't care what your your season was or who your two losses were against. There's too many other good teams that should have a shot ahead of a team that's already got two losses. But is not the biggest nightmare that the selection committee has is if Cincinnati gets in? I mean, let's yeah. – I hate to say it, and, and I think, you know, good for Cincinnati. They're playing well. They've got one good win. Everybody that says Indiana, Indiana's showing that they're not as good of a football team as everybody thought. Uh, but but they're undefeated. They beat, they beat Notre Dame. They go undefeated. They they deserve recognition, but I'll tell you the the rankings folks don't want to see that. They don't. I want could to be easily them. see Michigan State or excuse me Michigan if they were to beat Ohio State, they we would just froggy. trade places. Yep. And Cincinnati would still remain on the outside looking in. Yep, I would agree with that. All right, John Russell joins us here. He's part of the Aggie post game for Utah State men's basketball. Utah State men Aggies lose last night seventy two sixty nine to UC Davis in in one of the better or excuse me bigger upsets. Uh, of the opening night of college basketball. Uh, John, what stood out to you? Early season. I, I think, you know, a lot of folks are focused on the fact that, that we don't have Kata anymore, that he left, and that that's huge, 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 huge. Can I say huge a couple more times? <laughs> a few more that, times, please. Huge, huge, huge. Um, but you forget there were a lot of other pieces that were lost. Um, you you had your starting point guard. You had a, another guard that, that or not a point guard, but you had your shooting guard. You had another player uh, that left. Uh, maybe Alfonso, Alfonso Anderson, who wasn't necessarily a huge point guy, but he was certainly a glue to the team. A utility guy. Him. He was a utility he guy. He could guard in the post. He could guard on the perimeter. Yeah. They lost a, pl- a lot of players, and a lot of folks came into this game really not even experiencing that environment. You look at Idle Rock and Horvath, they never played, well, I shouldn't say never, but you know this was not their normal environment. 
Um, you had guys that were trying to acclimate to the environment, trying to get used to their teammates, really in their real first game environment. You could talk about secret scrimmages and exhibitions and all that. This was their first real game environment against a good coach uh, for, for Davis. Um, I was impressed with them how even though they went down early, they didn't they didn't panic, they didn't fold. He got them back in the game, and we missed shots. Uh, I know there are a lot of Aggie fans that are kind of freaking out a little bit. I, I'm not. I, I have total confidence in Coach Odom that he's going to say, "All right, guys, you can't just show up on the in, in the spectrum and win a ball game. You've you've got to execute." And they didn't. They were not the tougher team, uh, the, you know, and and the big players. For Davis stepped up and made big plays at the end of the game. That's what they've got to learn. Okay, so one of our questions yesterday leading up to it, and uh, it has been a question for a little while here, is, yes, you can't replace Keta. He's a mm-hmm. special player. But how would they do in the post? Would they be able to hold their own? Would they get points in the paint? How will, will they defend the paint? How would you assess that after for the first game? Well, it, it depends on if you're looking at having the same situation where you know you have a, a you know a dominant big man that really controls the paint and does everything. And I don't think we have anybody. I was pleased with with Doris's play last night. He was what he was. Who was it that said that? He, we uh, are who we are. Dennis Green. They are who you, we you, thought they you know, were. He yeah. was, and you know he's not going to get you twenty and ten a night. But he came in. He played. You know ten. 12 minutes, was solid, didn't do anything horrible. I agree with that. That's great. Uh, But when Horvath is in there, he's a good ball player. I'm really excited to see how he grows uh, this year. He's a good ball player, but he's not going to sit in the middle of the paint and let everybody else take defensive chances. Um, You know, that it's just not who he is. Um, Justin Bean, again, was, was great in the second half. But again, he's not going to sit in the middle of the paint. We're going to have to get used to a different type of play, and you're going to have to have people take advantage of, of the opportunities to present themselves. Horvath likes to shoot from outside. He's going to do that. So that means other guys have to understand that. And and for the returning players, their job last year was not to go outside inside because that's where Nimi was. So they've got to learn that, oh, wait, you got somebody that's going to go outside. What does that open up for me on the inside? That's going to be what we got to learn. Got to hold stronger to those yeah. perimeter defenses. Can't just let them go because you've got that safety blanket behind you. Yeah, defensively and offensively. Yeah, John, I got to ask you, and you have a much more trained eye to the game of basketball than Eric and I do combined. But well, you at least, it's definitely me. <laughs> definitely me. Sorry. Even though I'm a really great play-by-play guy for basketball. Uh, <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, nobody. Uh, Eric, <laughs> and Eric, John, uh, what do you see out of Shulga? you feel like he's figuring it out, or does he look lost? Boy, he's, you know, there were times, let me, let me put it this way. There are a lot more expectations on him this year than there were last year. And I think last year, you know, in the time that he got towards the end of the year, you know, you were excited about it. You're like, hey, here's a guy, you know, he might he might be something. This year it's no longer he might be that guy. It's like we need stuff from him. And he's going to have to understand that, that it's it's no longer if he comes out and, and gets 10 points and, you know, a couple of assists in a game and then the next game goes 0 for 4, we'll be like, well, he's a freshman. He's still learning. He's going to have to produce every night. And it doesn't have to be monster games every night, but he's got to be consistent. Didn't score any points last night. He did have some assists, 
I don't. I think he had one or two turnovers. I, I don't remember. Shulga had one turnover. One turnover. Did he have four? He had four boards, I think. Yep, he sure did. So you know he did a couple things, but we need that offensive production from him. And then uh, also he, he's got to. So to answer your question, he's got to learn his role. Is yeah. what it comes down to. How much do the guys miss Barstow? How much does he bring onto that court for them? I I think we'll see when he comes back. Okay. I I think that's that's a huge question mark in my mind, just because last year uh, we didn't really get to see him. I mean, he, he, he had issues last year, so we didn't get to see him. I think he's going to be key because we, you know, we need that added bench depth. Uh, but the jury's still out on him. I want to see how he feels and how he plays. He was been in the doghouse, I think it was yeah. he, yeah. in the general consensus. Uh, it's a new coach, statement. new staff, um, how he fits in. Cause he has that potential, right? He has that length, and he's got some ball-handling ability. Um, if he doesn't, get too tight out there. Yeah. We saw too often that he was uh, his own worst enemy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, but hopefully a little more time, a little more experience, and just a change of who's talking to him on the sidelines can be a real positive effect. You know what was funny? You, you talked about him being able to handle the ball. I don't know if you recognize you were at the game last night, but early in the first half, every player brought the ball up at one yeah. point or another. How smooth and is Horvath when he brings up the ball oh, as a big he, man? He looks good. Oh, he, he looks good. But it was cool to sit there. You know, Ryland Jones, you know, we haven't talked about him, but I think he really entrenched himself and solidified himself as a leader on this team. Even though it's his first year, it was very clear he was that guy that's got the grit. Um, yeah, he hit the two buckets late, the threes late. But prior to that, he really didn't do a lot scoring-wise. But I think he's really entrenched himself as – Kind of the the you know one of the guys Justin Bean will certainly be it, but I think it's, those two are going to be the leaders. But it was it was just awesome. I mean, you saw Horvath bring it up, you saw Bean bring it up, Miller brought it up, uh, Idle Rock brought everybody brought the ball up, and I think that's just going to make the team a little more you know a little more dangerous as things wear on. John, they get ready for the Richmond Spiders four o'clock on Friday afternoon. This team brings back five super senior starters, and they are very. Very talented this year. One by ten last night over North Carolina Central. What do you see as a challenge for the Aggies? Well, first of all, what I find interesting is that's a good basketball conference they come out of. Anybody that doesn't know anything about the Atlantic uh, 12, you better go look at it because that's good basketball, good. period. Yeah, it's a good league. And, um, you know, the, you have that thought of, oh, you know, this is Mountain West. We're, you know, we're a better conference. Now they're good. And when you have that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of, returning talent coming back in uh they're they're always in it they're a projected ncaa team uh, it's gonna be a tough matchup on the road uh it, what's gonna be interesting everybody's talking about it's gonna be fun for coach odom and a couple of players to go back to where they're from i hope it's not a distraction interesting you you gotta come ready to go because because you play like you did last night against richmond it's not a uh, you know it's not a three point loss it's it's a eighteen point loss twenty point loss they're that good. That's John Russell. Big thanks to him. Uh, we'll be hearing from you on Friday afternoon, Friday yes, evening, indeed. I guess, as the uh, Aggies and the Richmond Spires get ready to uh, do battle in the Myrtle Beach tournament coming up right after that. So uh, we'll take a sorry anything. And then uh, you'll be here on Monday. 
Do you know what? No, he won't if come because you, you don't want wanted, him here. The door will if be I'm open. Needed. No, you don't want him. I'm not wanted, but if I'm needed, I'll be here. And the door's only open because our front receptionist doesn't lock it till five. Do I get to make Ajay's picks for the week since he's gone? Oh. I'd like to, if we could do that. I've got some cricket matches. We, we don't know who, uh, we still don't know who won your pick six from last week. Yeah, been, uh, You and AJ just quietly just <laughs> let it ride off in the sunset. Eric, we might know the winner. We just are announcing it here on the Full Court mm, Press. Mm. Is that how it goes? Yep. For that one, yes. Secret duper scrimmage. So you lost again. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just <laughs> said we're not announcing it on the full court press. So, Eric, at what point do you stop saying again? It's just he lost. He lost. He lost. He lost. <laughs> God, it happened. Uh, 2603 texted in. USU men's basketball team looked like they were learning a new system with the new guys. I think we'll be fine as they get as they mold throughout the season. Boy, but this Mountain West Conference will not take too kindly to the Aggies, right? Ooh, yeah, we better <laughs> you better step up because it's going to be a long, long conference season if they don't. I, I, I actually do have one more for John. Yeah, Just true. we've had a lot of discussion about how does Coach Odom handle that sideline and what kind of command of the team does he display during that stretch where they were scoreless for six and a half minutes? He didn't call a timeout. He didn't try to manufacture points, didn't try to get his guys in control, just let it play out. How did you observe that? What was your takeaway? I'm good at, at this point in the season. I, I like that. At some point, you've got to let your kids learn lessons the hard way. And I'd much rather have them do it now than in, in conference play or in the tournament. And and I think sometimes, uh, you know, you, again, you look at spectrum magic. Everybody, oh, well, we're going to pull it out because, you know, we're in the spectrum. That's what we do here. And sometimes you got to let them learn. You know what? You, you've got to run the offense. There's a reason we do the drills we do in practice. There's a reason we have a game plan. There's a reason we do things the way we do. And, you know, sometimes you just got to say, okay, guys, run with it. They didn't play that horribly. There were missed, they missed five layups in the first half. They make those, it's game. They were 5-for-13, I think, from the free-throw line in the second half. In the second half, yes, 5-for-13. 5-for-13, right? and you make four of those, which is you're still shooting under 75%. Well under 75%. And you win the game. You get one three-pointer to drop. They were 3-for-18 they were in the second half from beyond the arc. And two of those came at the very end. They get one of those. They're going to overtime. Two of those, they win the game. So it wasn't play like they played that bad. Just sometimes, as a parent, you know you got to let you've, you've taught your kids all you can. Sometimes you got to say, okay, guys, you're going to learn. There's there's a reason I taught you these things. So I was okay with it. I don't think you're going to see that style as the season wears on. But yeah, I liked you know, it. Two six zero three. I like Coach Jones' patience. Letting you. Letting them fill each other out. Two seven seven six. We should have never fired Craig Smith. Who <laughs> <laughs> fired Craig Smith? Craig Smith fired Craig Smith from Utah yes. State. And those twenty five hundred people that went to the game down at the Huntsman oh, last night were so that, excited about that. Yeah, that's I, all they had. Yeah, they had yeah. twenty five hundred, dude. Oh my word. Yeah, twenty five hundred was your total. But John, big you thanks left, to you. You left the spectrum for that. Yeah, come on. Well, he did. He did try. It was funny. His post game interview. He said uh, uh, something to the effect of, "I'd like to thank the fans that showed up." 
And it probably could at that point thank Bob and Tom and Susie. <laughs> he could not, my wife and Jimmy over there. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing the family flew the flew out. That was a quarter of the appreciate crowd. the family reunion. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll Jumbled take a break. Numbers. We'll come back. We'll talk some Utah State football. Big one against San Jose State coming up. In fact, five six six two sent a really good text, and we'll get to that and uh, the rest of your messages as we get ready for Opponent Research Wednesday. Utah State, San Jose State, eight thirty Mountain Time on Saturday night. It's the full court press. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fantic e-bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. The Logan Holiday Gift Show at the Riverwoods Conference Center is Friday and Saturday, November 12th and 13th. The perfect place to kick off your holiday shopping. Your entire family will love the hundreds of ideas and wonderful treats. Clothing, books, jewelry, purses, home and holiday decor, baby items, and so much more. Don't miss Logan's premier holiday gift show. The Logan Holiday Gift Show. Friday and Saturday, November 12th and 13th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Start your holiday shopping off right. Don't miss it. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Your friends will love you even more when they receive their Beehive gift card. Corporate promotions are also available. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring this is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Yeah, they never have enough, do they? Wait, Eric, wrong mic. Sorry. Hello. There There we go. go. 
gonna censor me. We should actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, five six six two. Eric, in regards of this Saturday's game against San Jose State, says very nervous for Saturday. Hopefully the Aggies come out swinging and punch San Jose in the face. Would be nice to play with the lead. I'll exhale when the clock hits triple zeros and the Aggies have more points. Aggies cannot play like they did against New Mexico State in the first half. Yeah, I totally agree. I would absolutely agree with that. Totally 100%, agree. 100% every bit of it. I mean, they, they keep finding ways to be down 10 points and, and uh, come back to win. But you're right. That's that's those The odds aren't in your favor the more you keep doing that. Um, but this, this is a San Jose State team that has some great players on defense, and they do have some really good players on offense as well. And Blake Anderson earlier this week really said there's a, a dynamic there between what they have offensively and defensively. Sorry, I got to switch the cool. There we go. Which one I switched to? Got it. All right, we're ready. Yeah, uh, you want to read? Whenever you're ready there, Aj. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Don't mean to you know, make it too hard. Okay, here's Coach Anderson. Well, I think it changed the dynamic, but their, their front is as good or better than any we've seen all year. They're in that. They're in that category. They are disruptive. You could see the other night. I don't know how many times they hit strong, but it was a lot. He was really slow getting up off the uh, off the turf a lot during the uh, during that particular game. So I, I think they're a very sound, solid team. There's a reason they won the championship a year ago. I know it's not been perfect this year, but they've been through a lot to get to this point. And you could see watching that game the other night. You could see why they why they won it a year ago. They are they're a quality football team. This is a Huge game and a huge test uh, on the road. Uh, it'll it'll be everything we want. We we find a way to win this one. We will have earned it. Yeah. Look, the, the the top tackler in the conference is Kyle Harmon at San Jose. Uh, he averages a little more than ten a game. He's uh, he's got a hundred. He's already got a hundred tackles on the season. Wow. The next closest is Chad Muma at at uh, Wyoming, and he's got eighty nine. <laughs> Give you the idea of the, the the space between the two. USU's leading tackler is Justin Rice, and he's got seventy seven. That's impressive, man. That's... So their linebacker core is good. Uh, they also got some good uh, de- uh, defensive backs that are disruptive. Uh, that uh, Nehemiah Shelton, Jay Leonard, um, averaging about six tackles a game each. So look, they've got some guys on defense that can be disruptive. And they also have a really, really talented defensive line. And this defensive line is probably one of the better ones in the Mount West Conference. And Coach Anderson talks about that. Yeah, it's it's a huge challenge. It's um, it's going to test us as much or more than than anybody we've seen so far. To me, this is very similar to playing Colorado State and Boise and BYU's fronts. They're good. They're really good. They they have they have um, more than one guy that can attack you, as you mentioned. They've got length. They've got speed. They play with tons of energy. They're used to being in this kind of environment, having won the league last year and had a bunch of close games to get it done. And in this last week, you know, they they battled and, and made strong, very, very uncomfortable, hit him a lot. It's it's kind of a miracle that that Nevada was able to pull that out. Could have easily gone the other way. So it's um it's huge. It's huge. And and we are beat up and dinged up. Got to give our offensive staff and offensive line credit for finding ways to win with with the personnel that we have and and all that we've been through and, and we're going to need to step up big this week uh as much or more than any that we have all year 
Viliami Fajoko, he's got six sacks on the year. Oh. Uh, he's also got uh, eight and a half tackles for loss, so certainly the, the sacks play a part in that. But um, yeah, they, they'll come after your quarterback. 9315, how many different ways can you win a football game? I hope it, it ends with this week's game. I need you to translate, man. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you can find all sorts of different ways to win a football game. San Jose State's done that. Utah State's done that. And uh, we again, we hope it ends with Utah State win this week. Two six zero three. Intern OJ. Okay, we're we're moving on. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Um, Erica. Then again, I, I, I not only you can't become one dimensional if you're Utah State. And the thing is about New Mexico State, they got away with it because they couldn't run the ball worth crap, honestly, against New Mexico State for so long. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see how Kevin Tyler feels this week going into Saturday night. Should be good to go. But this run defense for San Jose State will make you throw the ball. They've got to find a way to take pressure off Logan Bonner so he's, so, he's not so one-dimensional. Yeah, they've got to get that running game going. They've got to be able to get uh, Noah or Tyler or whomever it is going to be, Makakona. Um, they, they've got Gentry. They, they've got to figure out a way to get the run game going. Uh, it's clear that even if the run game isn't really doing much, they're still going to hand the ball off and give opportunities for that running game to, to do something. They want the defense to respect the opportunity or chance for the run. Uh, and so they'll they'll keep doing that. I have no doubt that they'll keep trying to hand the ball off. But what kind of a push can that offensive front create? What kind of gaps can they create? Here is Coach Brennan of San Jose State on his own run defense. Well, I, I think everybody is, you know, with the extra year of eligibility with the COVID situation, just everybody is more mature. Um, you have guys that are, you know, stronger, older, have played more football. Um, you're not having to uh, fit and fill with younger, less experienced players as much as you would in a normal season. You know, in normal season, you'd be trying to replace, you know, sometimes half your defense or um, half your offense. But because everybody got another year and in this conference, you know, most of those players chose to come back and, and, you know, be a part of the great game of college football. So, um, you know, I think that's why you're seeing those numbers the way they are. Um, the more mature those guys are, the more they've seen, the more experience they have, the better chance they have to, you know, fit a run play properly to be in the right gap. They're better tacklers. They've, you know, like, I, I think all that stuff comes together to create that situation. He's so good at answering a question without answer without answering the question. <laughs> He's really, really good at that. It's impressive. Uh, Eric, for uh, you and uh, what's regard of uh, this Utah State football team, what stands out to you that needs to be a key if you want to give us maybe a teaser to keys for Friday, what's going to be a key on Saturday night? Well, I, I think for Utah State, um, uh, th- this team is 4-0 and on the road. The Aggies play well on the road. They... They get focused. They're able to play well away uh, from USU. I don't have any indication that Saturday's going to be any different. But they can't let San Jose get rhythm and confidence. It's uh, They're on their home field. They're fighting to get to bowl eligibility. They feel like they've got Starkle back. He's a good dynamic uh, quarterback. Um They've got some defensive dudes that'll come after you. Don't let them feel like they they get any momentum going in this game. Got to get them off the field and be disruptive. In fact, uh, both coaches, 
both coaches kind of hit on your first uh, point of that in regards to being focused on being just 1-0 and this week. You know, it's been the message since day one. We've never wavered from that. Um, we have found a group of guys that has bought into the, the, the process that, that, we, that we talk about every day, and they've seen, they've seen that work. And I think as you see it go out on the field and you get the results you want, you, it just adds more fuel to the fire, and that's what we've done. Uh, we can only play them one at a time, so it doesn't, really good to, doesn't do any good to talk about more than one. We can only control what we can control, and that's us. We really can't control the weather, where the game is played, or who the opponent is. We can just control us. And I think that's been comforting for our guys to some degree. Obviously, they can hear the noise on the outside, and we'll discuss it a little bit actually today, just what that looks like. But ultimately, we've got to prepare for San Jose State. That's the only opponent that we can that we can play this week. We can't worry about what comes next. We can't worry about help or no help from other people. We can only control our preparation to this game. That's been that one and old mentality all year, and I've been really pleased with how the guys have handled it. And I really honestly expect them to continue to do the same thing, be at their very best on Saturday night at 8.30. And then Brandon with the same approach, a little more shorter said, but yes, they want to be one and oh. Steve, honestly, that's our mindset every week is we just try to win one game per week. You know, I think that was definitely part of the challenge that, that we faced as a team and as a program early in the season was extremely high expectations. And you know, I think the players felt that. I think everybody felt that. And, you know, that that part of it is, um, you know, in this game, if you look ahead, you get smoked. And so, you know, it's been that mindset for us, you know, week in and week out, focus on this opponent, what we have to get done, this practice, this meeting, this moment. Um, when we do that, we play good football, and that's where our heads are at. Both are going to need to play really good football and have a clear mind. Uh, this is going to be a tough matchup for both teams. Yeah, it, it will. It, it, there is a little bit of speculation or curiosity about the quarterback situation at San Jose. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking a lot about Starkle, but he's missed time because of injury. Uh, Nash has uh, stepped in. He's had some good games. He's had some questionable plays. Uh, he was the one who threw that pick six against Nevada. But uh, Coach Brennan talked a little bit about that. You know, who's going to start? Who's going to be QB on Saturday? I love these questions. Yeah, no, I think our team responds well to both players. And, and I think that's been a really cool thing. And I think that's something that Nick Nash has earned over the last month um, with, with how he's played. I mean, obviously, he's made plays and he's contributed in meaningful ways in years past, but nothing like what he had to do this year. So um, I love the way our team responds to both players. And, and I think it's actually really, really healthy. Well, that's nice. So who's starting, Coach? Well, the good news is that Nick is going to play. And so um, we can feel confident knowing that someone named Nick is going to be lined up at quarterback. Um, they're both going to play. Excited to see him play. Um, you know, I think Nick Nash has made great strides over last month, and it was really fun to have Starkle back. So, um, you know, our, our fans and, and – uh, you know, students and everybody coming to the game on Saturday, they can be excited to see both Knicks on the field. Here's the question, Eric, is is it too late to be getting cute with a two QB system to bring into a game like this big, this late into the season? It does seem a little odd. Uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. In the game at Nevada, Nick Starkle was 21 of 40 through three touchdowns and one interception. Nick Nash was four of nine 
for 33 yards through a pick six. Well, hey, well I don't know why you have a two quarterback yeah, system. Yeah, why would here. you? Like, and, and maybe he's just, it's just gamesmanship, but from who I've talked to, it's not. He really thinks he's going to play like a two QB system, bring in Nash at times and use him. And if he does that, oh, golf. The things that could go wrong for both of those guys. It could be a nightmare. Not smart. Hey, what was Nash's numbers, by the way, in the games that he played? Do you have, like, the totals by chance? On all of his games? Yeah. Do you, do you know what he did? Um. So, he... Yeah, against Nevada, he was 4 of 9 for 33 yards. Against Wyoming, he was 11 of 22 for 150. Against UNLV, 17 of 28 for 213. Uh, he did throw a touchdown against Wyoming. No touchdowns thrown against UNLV. In the double overtime loss to San Diego State, he was 16 of 34 for 228 yards. And in the loss at Colorado State, he was 11 of 22 for 154 yards. He's ran 58 times for 400 yards. Wow. He has two touchdowns out of that, as long as it was a 48 yards. So um, he threw two touchdowns uh, against Colorado State, but also threw a pick. Threw a pick against uh, San Diego State and threw a pick against Nevada. So in nine games for Nick, he's 74 at 134 for 55% completion, 971 in yardage, six touchdowns, and it doesn't have his interceptions. Three interceptions. Three interceptions, and he has a 126 efficiency rating. Not bad. Not bad I mean, at all. Yeah, not bad. For a guy who's just coming in for Nick Starkle, and you're like, oh, we're going to get hosed here. Do you start Starkle, though? Right? Like, he's the better quarterback no matter what. Starkle's the better quarterback. All right. Just want to make, make sure we're on the same page there as we said that. Starkle, well, Starkle threw for almost 400 yards against Southern Utah, 300 yards uh, at USC, 235 against Hawaii. Uh, so the guy can – he can air it out. And he's he he's mobile enough to, to – Lengthen a play, avoid a little bit of a uh, pressure. I don't know that he's got breakaway speed or anything like that, yeah. but uh, he's he's mobile enough to step aside to make somebody miss to give himself a little bit more time to launch a deep one. Uh, five six six two. Heard a rumor today that Washington State has interest in Blake Anderson. They got an up close and personal look earlier this year. You guys heard anything? I've heard there's teams interested. I haven't heard who, and I honestly could care less because I think Blake stays. Look what he's done in his first year it's compared tremendous. to where they were a year ago. I mean, the Athletic just did a, did a long, lengthy yeah, Chris report that, on Blake Anderson. Who wouldn't want Blake Anderson as their coach right yeah. now? If you need a turnaround artist, why aren't you looking at Blake yeah, Anderson? Yeah, you're getting fired if you're not looking at Blake Anderson. You're getting. Candy. I don't think he's gonna go. I mean, I don't think not in his first year. Nope. All right, we got to take a break. We still got two left, so we got to use one of them right now. We'll come back. We'll get to more of Opponent Research Wednesday and get to know who San Jose State is on the Full Court Press. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 to $20.90 per hour, depending on position and shift, plus a $2,000 retention bonus after 180 days of employment. That's right, a $2,000 bonus. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include controller, wastewater treatment engineer, director of maintenance, production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, and cam operators. Go to 
careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you are eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You are also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life and short-term disability insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses, and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Daryl's Appliance is hosting their 51st annual fall sale. Their biggest sale of the year. Saturday from 10 to 6. Get Black Friday pricing now. Plus, when you buy more, you save more. Up to $500 extra on select purchases. Save 30 to 50% off scratch and dent appliances and enter to win a freezer. Financing available. Plus, you get their service backing up every sale. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday from 10 to 1. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Please note, high-risk individuals may shop from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880. Colonel, good morning. Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Open enrollment for individual health insurance is November 1st through January 15th. Coverage through the marketplace is still available with more tax credits making it even more affordable. We'll help you navigate the marketplace, understand your plan options, and complete enrollment and save big. Trying it on your own can be frustrating. Let us help. Call 752-9493. There's no cost to work with us. Having a local agent makes all the difference. Call 752-9493. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric Franz and Ajay Salveson, 1069 The Fan. Let's get into more of Opponent Research Wednesday. Big one, Saturday night. Eric, I cannot emphasize the word big in this game. In regards of conference standings, Mount West Conference Championship hopes, it all lays on the table this Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. Because Utah State runs the risk of missing out on winning the, the – or not winning the Mountain Division, but representing, representing the Mountain yeah. Division – in the conference title game. If they lose, it, it creates a three-way tie. And I don't know how they decide who gets number one overall because Boise has two losses, 
Air Force would have two losses and USU would have two losses. Um, but so Utah State has an opportunity to control their own destiny, but they have to do that this weekend by controlling the run game. I mean, we've been talking about the passing game and Starkle and Nash, what they can do in uh, throwing the ball, but uh, what they do defensively and stopping the run is another key thing that uh, Utah State's going to have to watch out for. Both teams do a pretty good job of slowing down their opponent's running game. USU, their rushing offense on the year, they average 152 yards a game. San Jose averages 137. But defensively, uh, Utah State allows 165. San Jose allows 132. So Utah State's allowing a lot more to come through than what they're stopping. So the run defense is going to be a big key, as both Coach Blake Anderson and uh, Coach Brennan talked about uh, from the Utah State and San Jose perspective. Yeah, so here is Blake Anderson on the San Jose State running game. Which, wait, that's what you wanted to hit, right? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure. You know, I think they're very balanced. Uh, you know, obviously, Starkle, you got to have a quarterback to have a chance, but I think they're balanced. They, they've got a tight end. The running back runs the ball well. They're built big up front, several receivers that they utilize. I think they are very tough to defend because they are balanced. They will get the ball to everybody, and the quarterback can reach every area on the field. It makes them extremely tough to defend. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Nevins is all over the place. He's a monster. And by the way, Blake Garrison talks about how important that front seven for Utah State is going to be. Yeah, no, you know, that wasn't something New Mexico State was tremendously committed to doing. But if you look at the previous opponents that were, uh, yeah, they've done a great job. And I think quietly done a great job. I think Marcus Moore and Halle, and even when you start looking at the guys that come in and spell them, uh, collectively doing a really, really good job. It, that front has um, – has worked together and improved, uh, I think, leaps and bounds from where we started. I, I was very concerned about our ability to stop the run early. I think we all were, and little by little, we've we've found some things that work for us. Defensively, they've done a good job. Coach Banda and the crew schematically have tried to put us in the best situations to be effective. But but you mentioned, I think Marcus Moore and Halle in that inside, those two inside spots have played have played great ball all season, and both have been dinged up and fought through it. And so they they also, just like we talked about the old line, they deserve a ton of credit for battling through uh, a lot of bumps and bruises and, and injury to be able to be as effective as they've been. Now, Tyler Nevins, as I pointed out, uh, he's their main running back, but he's not the, the, the best running back USU's faced this year. Brad Roberts for Air Force. Oh, they the faced ball a couple of good ones, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, Charles Williams, we saw the Chuck Wagon, we saw that uh, firsthand. But uh, look, he, he averages about 78 yards a game. He finds the end zone at a decent rate. Um, but it, that, that run defense has to be a critical part of it. But on the other side, the San Jose State team, they're doing a pretty decent job of stopping their opponents with their running game as well, as Coach Brendan is. About to point out. I don't know if he is. I can't find it. Hold on. I got to find this. Brandon. Uh, what cut is that? 15. Oh, yeah. That's on the run defense. Okay. Cool. Here he is. Well, I, I think everybody is, you know, with the extra year of eligibility, with the COVID situation, just everybody is more mature. Um, you have guys that are, you know, 
stronger, older, have played more football. Um, you're not having to uh, fit and fill with younger, less experienced players as much as you would in a normal season. You know, in normal season, you'd be trying to replace, you know, sometimes half your defense or um, half your offense. But because everybody got another year and in this conference, you know, most of those players chose to come back and, and you know, be a part of the great game of college football. So, um, you know, I think that's why you're seeing those numbers the way they are. Um, the more mature those guys are, the more they've seen, the more experience they have, the better chance they have to, you know, fit a run play properly, to be in the right gap. They're better tacklers. They've, you know, like I, I think all that stuff comes together to create that situation. Well, the reason why I didn't see it is because I deleted it because we already used it. Uh, oh, at the first. Hi, Eric. Welcome okay. to the full court press. Yes. Some part of that sounded familiar. I got him. All right. Uh, five eight seven nine. SJSU or San Jose State had a defender get ejected in the third. Will that help us? Well, if he's really good, then yes. But he's only missing the well, first. He only oh. missed the first half. Yeah, he only missed the first half. So, but yeah, hey, if we can take advantage of it in the first half, then by all means, it will help us. I'd be thrilled about that. <laughs> Honestly, I would. Uh, Eric, anything that stands out to you really quickly here? We got about uh, 30 seconds. Um, just this is a balanced team. They don't have like a running back that's 100 yards a game. They don't have a wide receiver that's 100 yards a game. They have a, a, a wide variety of people that they go to. They've got a good, solid tight end. I mean, they've got solid players. They don't have outstanding players, solid players. So Utah State across the board has to play solid themselves. Well, we had a solid show today. Good night, everybody.